Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host as always, Jacoby Gillum. We're still on our Athlete Abroad series featuring some of their talented athletes and their journeys and stories. And today's guest is Julie Waller. Being from Switzerland, Julie um, went pro at 16. And she kind of shared how that journey kind of molded her career and kind of helped her, you know, grow up, but also helped her decide to dream bigger. And I'll let her kind of tell more about how she decided to dream big. And But it's a great story here, unique journey, and you'll get inspired by it. And let's get to it. When you're younger as an athlete, what was like your biggest dream and goal you wanted to achieve? So, yeah, I wanted to be a professional ball player. I wanted to play abroad. There was no one else doing this. Yeah, at the time, all those Swiss players were playing in Switzerland. And I wanted to be able to travel and see the world or Europe more uh, because of volleyball. I wanted to play Champions League, which is the highest international competition that there is for club volleyball. I definitely wanted to present Switzerland and play a European championship because that was also something that Switzerland has never achieved before. So I wanted to be part of that project. Um, yeah, I guess like I really had or um, part of me probably still does, but maybe in different ways, but I wanted to be like an influential Swiss wall player on like international stage. Cause that wasn't, we had no one. Yeah. I love that. So if only you kind of want to be a role model for the next generation a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to inspire more kids to dream big. Cause I also felt that like with my dreams, I was very lonely. There was no one else who kind of like had the same talks and I had, um, I would say like it was more, which is also, I mean, perfectly fine. But I think most kids my age were more saying like, oh, I just want to play professionally in Switzerland or I want to play this club in Switzerland. And I was kind of like the only one who, I mean, I didn't really care where to go in Europe. Like I had in a club where like, I want to play for this specific club in Europe, but I was just like, no, I don't want to play in Switzerland. Like I want to go abroad. Um, so yeah, I think, definitely that's uh that dream big and like be okay with with well you're gonna fail as well if you're gonna dream big not all the dream bigs are gonna come true but um that perspective was something that meant a lot to me and I feel like still does and I still hope that young kids will will follow with that yeah. love it so well, having such a big dream you know kind of wanting to be a game changer you know mm-hmm. for, you know, volleyball how do you think about how I'm going to make that a reality mm-hmm um well at the moment I can like look back and say like a few of those things definitely have come true so I was able to represent Switzerland at the first European championship they ever played which was 2019 I do now play abroad I play last year in Finland I'm going to Spain next year so I'm accomplishing that goal um but I think it's in a different way that I like thought it was going to be I thought that maybe the predominant thing is going to be my skills and like my level of volleyball Whereas now I don't really see that as my biggest strength when it comes to like a role model or like I hope that people see a little bit more than that because at the moment I think Switzerland's doing really great. We have, um, well, I'm one of the three Swiss players that play abroad for women's volleyball and two of them play in like they used to play in Germany last year and one is going to Italy next year, which is one of the highest um, leagues there is in, in volleyball. And um so I feel like they take more on the part of like being representative of like skill sets and like having that like, um, wow, they're like amazing Swiss volleyball players and they really are competing on high levels uh, with other European players and they are capable of doing so. Whereas for me, I feel like I, um, I would say I'm more of a mediocre player. Sounds really like radical, but I really think there is no, I don't, I'm not hurt by that. I think I hope that like there were going to be or follow a lot of Swiss players who will have my level because I don't think it's like that extraordinary in a sense, but I hope to be like a role model when it comes to like still pushing through it like that was my dream and I wasn't the best club of Switzerland we won for many years, but I wasn't and I was playing as well I was a starter but I wasn't like one of the main hitters I would say like I didn't have a, a huge responsibility and um I definitely wanted that more and I and I decided to try out and like see what what there is outside of Switzerland and I feel like that was something that never was seen before like 
the Swiss players who left were like definitely like the best of the league and they like were dominating. So then they felt comfortable of leaving. And I wasn't at that point and I still decided, no, I'm going to try. And I think it was the best decision I ever took because I came to a team that has never won before in Finland. They didn't have any championships yet, but they had organization, everything. They were really committed on winning. So they had everything in line for it able to work out. Like they had the money, they had the sponsors, they had the coaches. So I came to that team and it was, it was so fun from the beginning on. We really talked about winning two gold medals, the cup and the championship. And we did both. And I am both like was able to have more of a, I don't want to say bigger role in the sense of like, I think everyone on team matters. It doesn't matter, as I said before as well, like it doesn't matter if you're literally not, not touching the court at that point, like only because of the practices and the way that you contribute, the team is able to win. So I don't think like I, necessarily don't really love the word of like oh you have a bigger role but I if you go by stats let's say I had just more balls to hit and more balls to swing um and that was something I was looking for of getting those balls in the important moments it was something I hadn't experienced in my previous club and um I don't know I feel like so for me it turned out like great it was awesome it was such a fun year and uh yeah I guess being a role model for Swiss players more in that sense of like you don't need to be the so-called star of Switzerland to be able to leave like you can also just go if you feel like okay I'm, I'm ready <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah uh, I, I love that because it's so it's so hum- it's, it's like very humble of you to say that and in like in very like reality right mm-hmm. we can't all be you know I guess like I'm, I'm thinking just people that I know like Jordan Larson right we can't all yeah be, we can't yeah. all be that person but we can yeah. all be you know our version of greatness and for yeah. you I was like I want to have my role on the team and, you know, and just be the best I can be in that role. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so I guess, so the kind of like, you know, being from Switzerland, it, 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 it is the stigma that a lot of athletes are, I wouldn't say scared, but just are unsure about leaving. Yeah, definitely. I think interesting enough, I, that's a difference to like Americans a lot. I think the Swiss, mentality is not really sports focused so a lot of parents and also like just family members teachers whatever like your whole surrounding won't really push sports because it's just not seen as like that great of achievements only and that sounds really um sad but it's just a reality only if you're a male and play like the two main sports which are soccer and ice hockey in Switzerland I think then people are way more like oh yeah sure push that that's awesome uh, you got to make so much money whatever and um, I mean, I'm sure you know that, but Switzerland, we have high salaries in almost everything and almost every job. So as a volleyball player, you're almost never going to reach those, like, even as a great volleyball player, you're not going to make as much money as a great whatever teacher, a great, like, it's just, yeah. So um, I think uh, coming from that, like, background of, like, sports just isn't as important, I think a lot of people really struggle to to dream big and have yeah have this aspiration to be like okay like oh I want to leave and I want to push boundaries I want to see what's out there I want to put myself out there as well because I think we get very much pushed in that like okay sports great but just make sure that you also have education make sure that you also study make sure that you also and I think that's good it's it's good that we that we um don't forget that sport is something that has an end as sad as it is but for most of us it will come to an end it's it's a not something you can do for the rest of your life. Um, but I think during a time that you can, I think it's important to also realize that this is a short period of time that we have and, and like leave it all out there. And I'm sure we will all figure it out afterwards. I, I don't think that um, we will struggle all too much with finding a job afterwards. So, yeah. So, so kind of going back to your, your, kind, of, your kind of early playing days, at, at what age did you kind of realize like, hey, I am pretty good. I am pretty good at this sport. Hmm. So um, I always grew up in volleyball. My mom is a volleyball coach. So I don't really remember my first early contact with volleyball. I just, I was always there, but I remember the first time I, I think with like around 11, 10, I don't know. I realized that there was going to be youth national teams and I wanted to be in that team, but that was like for under 15 girls. So like I had to be like 13, 14 to even try out. So it was like something in the future to think of, but they did have like open tryouts. 
Um, and my coaches were just like, you know what, Julie, like, even though you're too young, just go, like, it's just good for you to know. So if it comes up, you already know how one of these trials look like. And I was like, yeah, sure. I just, I mean, if I can go, I go. Um, I didn't think of it at all. I just went and tried out and they actually offered me a spot on the team. And I was like three years younger than everyone. I was 12 years old. And everyone else was like 14, yeah, touching 15, whatever. And I remember that moment that I was like, like the dream that I had came, became reality so much earlier. And it was a really weird kind of realization of like, okay, they probably see a lot of potential in me or a lot of talent, but otherwise I wouldn't have this opportunity, but also a big discomfort because I felt the weakest. I felt the youngest, like I think at 12, a 14 year old girl is just so much older, so much different problems. I remember it's, it's a funny story, but like, I remember that like at age 12, I really didn't shave my legs. The only thing I shaved like armpits and stuff like that. And these girls will always talk about like shaving their, like their arms. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm always so confused. I like uh, just small things like that. Where I remember like, I'm so out of place. Like I felt like, oh my God, like these are like grown ups, And like now two years is so little, but like at that age, it, it matters everything. So I think it was then when I had these tryouts that I was realizing that my dream that I had and now already achieved kind of thing was like a very small, very small kind of um, uh, step only. Like this is only the beginning. Like now I want to be able to play on this team or I want to achieve things with this team. And I think it was then when I realized to really have big aspirations and um yeah, I didn't make that team or like I, I wasn't a, a player on that team. I was only like a practice player. And then I was though uh, uh, the captain as well for like my, so like my age group, I was the captain. I was, yeah, I was on the team. And then with 16, I signed my first professional contract. And I think from there on, I really had like huge dreams and uh, felt like, okay, I might be, I might be good at this. Yeah. Right. And I think that, sorry. So how did it feel, you know, being pro at 16? Uh, again, weird. It was, I felt out of place and I still felt like I really deserved this. It, so it's like a very weird feeling. It was something I worked for and it was something I, I wanted and I knew I wanted. Um, but when it happened, I did feel like, oh, wow, this is maybe a little bit too much. Um, and I think it wasn't like the level I think was like, hi but that was okay it was just more my surrounding like all of a sudden I lived with two grown-up women um one from the states and one was Swiss but from the French parts so I like both of those I'm, I'm German speaking my my mother language is in German so both those women didn't really speak any of my languages and I remember like I just felt so again weird and like I was so insecure about things and uh, I think it was a lot of things coming together, playing with people from all over the world, um, not being able to really express yet how I was feeling in other languages. I only was able to do so in German. Um, uh, yeah, just a whole new world opening up for me. So I, therefore, I really would say that I grew up in professional sports. Like it's, it's what I've known for, for most of my like adult life. And it's interesting how it shaped my, my beliefs and my views. Um, yeah, but I'm really grateful for it. I think it made me a better person overall and, and then a better athlete for sure. So, yeah. So, so you're what? How many years in so far? I'm now 23, but turning 24 soon. So it's my, it's going to be my eighth. Yeah. My eighth year playing pro. That, that, that's legit. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because I feel like when you look at that number, it sounds like I'm a veteran. But then yeah. if, it, if it's like, okay, I'm 24, it's like, well, okay, you're still really on. Like you got, you got loads of time. But yeah, that's a little. So, so how many years did you play in Switzerland versus um, eventually going abroad? I played six years. Six years. And four of those years, I wasn't really a starter. Like, I, yeah, I was just practicing. And I think that's also important for like, people to realize sometimes because I feel like I didn't realize that I thought oh yeah I'm gonna come and maybe gonna take me a year or two but then I'm gonna I'm gonna play you know like I got this no, no it wasn't the case at all like it's it's so much more than just like being ready for that level it's being ready for that like whole load of practices and pressure and games and expectations and yeah I think also tactic wise like it took me a while to get like really understand some things behind it and therefore 
it wasn't just like before I was really just studying volleyball and was like, okay, I have to like remember all this. And it took me a while till I realized like why we're doing certain things. And then you don't really need to study things anymore because it's logical to you. But that takes you longer than like a year or two. And so for four years, that was frustrating for me. I didn't think it's going to take four years. Um, I was just a, a practice player. I was on the bench mostly. Um, but it's good. I think it teaches you a lot of lessons being on the bench, not only uh, of like the person you are on the bench and like the, the, the supportive teammate, you, you, like that role of a supportive teammate you, you more have, but as well, like it allows you to have a different angle on the game. And um, I, looking back, especially, I, I always try to like see that positive in that because I know at the time I struggled with that a little bit. I was, I was more frustrated than, than not. But when I had my chance to play, I, I loved it. And I knew even more that this is what I want to do. And yeah, so I played two years in Switzerland. I played two years in the Chatel as a, as a starter and had some great years, built us more confidence. And then I was like, okay, I want to I see if something opens up. Like I was ready to like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know. But I was just ready to be in contact with an agent and see semi-videos semi and see uh, what there is. Well, it kind of gave you a perspective though, like in the US, you know, athletes go for like four years in in college university so it's almost like you kind of had your four years of college that you're trying to playing pro for four years yeah yeah it's interesting especially that you're now bringing in like u.s athletes i feel like for them they have such a different opportunity where they always play with people their age because they are in high school together in that, on that club team and it's like their age people and then they go to college and again it's like mostly their age people obviously they're maybe three years older than you but that's like that's the range now I was 16 I play with players that were 30 or 28 they had kids they like no one was my age like the the next youngest was like 24 which you know it's it's, it's a big difference so I feel like yeah it really shaped certain like things of how I see the sport and I do think like looking back it was maybe like a hard it was a hard lesson it was it's not I mean if you're 16 year old and you and your teammates are 28 it's very hard to connect um on their end and on my end but yeah if, yeah kind of, at, if, it's like a whole different mindset right exactly exactly and it's it's for them it's more than just a dream like they're living it and they're paying bills with it they're providing family with this sport and I'm just here and I'm having I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. This is my dream. This is what I'd want to do. And it's like really this naive mindset of like, yeah, this is amazing. And, you know, and like it's for them, it's, I don't know, it's, it's still, of course, something that they enjoy doing, but it's really what they have found as a way to provide for their life. And um, that was not something that I had to worry about at 16. That's, that's, that's cool though, just to hear that, hear that journey of it, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, the like I can imagine being 16 and you're playing, you know, the 30 year old and it's, it's, they're just probably more developed, you know, strength wise and just they're maybe probably hitting the ball a little bit harder than you can hit right now. And you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So I guess like having that spectrum, what, what, what kept you going? Like, why didn't, why didn't you, why didn't you quit or give up on the dream? I think in the beginning it was stubbornness. Like my first year, I really wasn't as happy. And I think it was a big awakening of like, oh shit, this is how it really is like. And it wasn't all that sweet. And I think as well, like what is important to keep in mind, I guess, is like when I was 16, I had this, I really, I mean, that's okay as well. But I was so confident. I thought that I'm like, I am a, like, I'm good. I'm a talent. I can do this. And then you come to this team and it's like, you're one of 20, first of all. Um, you're probably... The, the worst so they're 19 player better than you yeah sure they're older than you but still they're like significantly better than you and um I know it's that yeah it hits you and it's kind of like oh shit like I am not a nobody but I'm one of a many and I think that was like a yeah that's something that like I think is important because I think it keeps you humble but um I would say like off that year it wasn't fun but I was like I'm not gonna quit I was like, I was so determined of like, no, this is my dream and I'm not going to give up on it that I just, yeah, it was, I think the first year was really stubbornness. The second year I saw, saw some improvements. So I was like, okay, we just, we just go. And the third year I got to say was, I, I was at, I was at uh, Valero Zurich first, which was a, a very professional and big team of Switzerland. They had like many veterans on the team. Like a lot of those girls played Olympic games already and stuff like that. Um, and after that, I went to Neuchatel, which was um, 
more of like a smaller club at the time. And they really just had also this dream of like winning championship. And that was a little easier because I felt more connected to those people as well. I was older, I was 19. But um, my third year was hard. And I think then it really took me, I got injured as well. And I think it took me that little like step back of like, okay, who am I without the sport? And I think a lot of those questions as well as like growing up, I mean, that's the difficult on its own. Like, yeah, going through um, puberty is not easy. So I think in general, just having those struggles, then being injured, being on a team that I didn't necessarily feel like I was fitting on as at all. I felt till the last point, I felt like I was just not good enough and no means. So I think it took that, like, I took a little time away. I had took the whole summer off and I still realized like, okay, even though I might not be where I want to be yet. I still believe that there is something that I can, I can push. And I don't want to, I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I gave up because of fear. And I think that was a big one as well. I think I don't want to be led by fear. And I think a lot of it, what I was experiencing at the time was like the fear of failure and the fear of not being who I hoped to be. And I was like, okay, if that's going to happen, that's not bad. That's okay. Um, as you said before, we, we, not all of us can be yeah, Jordan Larson, or, you know, that's just, there's no place for every one of us to do so, but I'm not gonna give up and, and because of fear, because failure at the end of the day is not, is not a bad thing, it, it teaches you a lesson, so I was like, okay, I don't want to give up with, and it, initially it was like, I was afraid of failing, I was afraid of not being that person who I hoped to be, and I, I was afraid of that judgment that people would maybe have, and I think I just, I didn't want that to be the case. I didn't want like that. That was determining my my career. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that so much. I think a lot of athletes can too. Just it, you know, you have this idea, this dream life, right? And then you're like, man, if I if or I, if I don't achieve this, everyone's gonna know that I didn't make it or I didn't do the things that I always talked about that I was gonna do. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just was like, maybe it's our ego, right? But it's like, yeah, it drives us to, to keep fighting through the days where you don't want to get out of bed, right? Yeah. Or the days where yeah. you roll an ankle, you're like, ah, do I really want to, you know, tape it up and get back out there? So, sure. Yeah. Right? So for you, when you, we, we, we took that summer off and you kind of had to figure out who you were outside of the game, mm-hmm. so what, what was your answer? Um, I think I took a lot of time to spend with my family because that was something that I wasn't able to do for the three um, years or before. Again, something I think a lot of athletes can relate to. You give up a lot of that family and friends time. And I think I realized that I was very valued by my family members for the person I am and not for the sport. It was really helpful. I went to uh, visit my grandma who lives in the Netherlands. So I'm part Dutch. And in Netherlands, no one of my mem- like no one of my family plays sports. It's oh, not on a professional level. They're not really interested in it too much. They do something, but it's not like that same aspect, same angle. So none of them really ask me questions about volleyball either. So it's more like I don't know how are you doing, how are you feeling. Like it's not that like angle of like oh, what is your latest performance? Like what is your whatever? And I think with and like. I mean, I love my parents, but I think my mom, as being a coach as well, sport was a huge topic in our household all the time. And I think it was so good for me to kind of like be in a different environment where, to be honest, not no one cared, but they were like, they were like, okay, it's, it's whatever, it's volleyball. And um, um, I think that was really healthy for me. And I realized that I was appreciated for um, the friend and family member I was to them and not for my performances or my achievements they just didn't matter and I think that was really healthy that I was like okay I hold a lot of value if you take the sport away I still gonna be myself and people are still gonna like me for who I am or at least my family members I didn't know about the rest of the world but I was like the family members do so you have a cool journey so far on your um final thing you said growing up in you know as a personal athlete and I was like what does that mean you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, but because I'll be like you say you you can probably maybe like like 21 and you're like you know you're going through but you really started at 16 so that's really yeah. growing up as a professional yeah. athlete yeah. so that that all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do I really think that's something unique even though in Europe we see it more often because in Europe it's we just don't have college so people don't push for college 
Um, and technically we can sign contracts as early as we want, as long as the parents sign with it. But it was not unheard of of 16, but it was like, I moved out. I like had to cook for myself. I had to clean after myself. Like it was things that normally people start doing when they go, yeah, to college maybe. And, or even then, you know, like in college you have cafeterias, like you still are maybe not cooking as much for yourself, but I really had to figure out um, when to do groceries and like how to make the best out of those groceries. Like that was also something I think a lot of people can relate to. Like in the beginning, you just buy something for one meal. And I don't know, you don't realize like, okay, with the same ingredients, I might be able to do a second meal that just tastes completely different, but I don't need to do groceries twice. And then with just small things like that, I think that I um, had to experience a little bit earlier than others. And I struggle with it. Like, I'm not gonna, like, I don't wanna fairy tale it all. Like it, was, it wasn't easy, but um, I look back and I think it's, it's, it's funny how it shaped me into the person I am today. And um, I do think it gave me that little humbleness always, as you said earlier, because I do, I don't wanna, well, first of all, I don't wanna brag. I don't, I don't like that. But I also believe, as I said really before, I really believe that I really think I am, I love what I'm doing and I'm proud of what I achieved, but I don't, I don't hope that it's going to be this milestone and no one else will reach Switzerland because it's really, it's not. And um, I think this first experience in the professional sport really helped me with that. Just seeing so many great athletes and seeing so many of their struggles and things they had to give up for it also made me realize that there are certain limits that I'm not okay with giving up for the sport. And I think with always keeping that in mind, that like, I love this and this is amazing. I am not as dedicated as some of the girls on my team were, where if I was in the question of like continuing or being, I go crazy, but like say your dad is dying and whatever, and you can't go home because you're with this contract. I know what my choice would be and it wouldn't be the sport. So I think with that in mind, I also knew that I am, I love it, but there are limits to it. Yes. So. Yeah. You, you, gotta, you gotta establish your boundaries of yeah the game yeah so so going on on the cooking thing yeah all foodie so what Great. what what's your best meal uh my boyfriend would say risotto he eats about three times a week <laughs> every time i'm like what are you gonna have he's okay you like risotto i'm like okay sure um i like making risotto i do like it um I would say arguably now probably it's my best meal just because I'm making it so often. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't really eat any meats and I'm really bad at preparing it. So even if I wouldn't eat it, I probably wouldn't be the yummiest. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like mixing around with like beans and, and, and potatoes. Uh, maybe that's a very European thing, but <laughs> I think so. I love potatoes. I think they're awesome. I love, uh, I love them in um, shapes and forms. Um, I love sweet potatoes, uh, white potatoes, whatever potatoes. Yeah, I know, but I really feel like, yeah, it was in the beginning, it was as well this like, I don't know if that makes sense, but in the beginning, I felt like I want to eat like super healthy and get like in shape and being super whatever. Until I realized like, yeah, but no one survives a salad. It's like, it's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna help you anywhere. Yeah, I think, yeah, nutrition isn't easy. And it's, I think, especially as athletes where it is a part of your performance it's hard to find a good balance, you know, because it is, you know, like, obviously you can't go out and just eat fast food three times a day. That's really going to hurt your body and it's, it's not going to help you perform. But as well, at least for me, I figured out when I'm on a restrictive diet, it's hurting my mental health. And um, that's not okay for me either to risk. So it's like, I think it's, it, yeah, we have there as athletes, I think we have a unique kind of spot where we need to take care of our diet but I believe for most of us, it can't be super restrictive because it's not going to help us because it's like, we don't diet for like a month. We she had to die for all our life. And like, who's, who's doing that? Like who, who is happy with that? And I think as women start, like, I, I don't want to say men don't have that problem at all, but I think women are even more judged on their appearance sometimes just because of society in general, like take sport away. I think women are more judged in the way they look. And I think with experiencing that and then putting that in the athlete, it's not helping either with like feeling comfortable and the way you look. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good question right there. I think definitely true. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so exactly. on that, so if we want to have a nine point cooking show, Kitty Risotto, can we, can we do yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'd make you some risotto. Yeah. 
I want to like, I want to find a way to kind of get athletes going and like me kind of have a kitchen myself and we can kind of like cook, you know, at the same time and I'll, I'll probably ruin it, but yours look good. And then we can just make it a show. I like that. I like that idea. Let's go. All right. Yeah. All right, sweet. So to kind of going back to your, your, your going abroad and you say, yeah, you get, yeah get an agent. So how'd you kind of go about that agent journey? Oh, that wasn't easy. I first reached out to a good friend of mine, a Swiss player who was playing abroad already and um, a good friend of mine. And she was also someone who pushed like, no, you should, because I was like telling her, I was like, I think I like want to try, but I, I also thought because her journey was different, like she was dominating this league and then left that she's going to maybe like, uh, you know, maybe wait another year or two. But she was like, no, no, no. If you're ready for it, go. There is no need to wait. I'm sure you will find a club. And she was like, well, if you want to talk to my agent, go ahead. And I did talk to the agent and I, he was a really nice guy. And I really connected up to him as well on the personal level. But I don't think on the on the athlete's level so much because he had like very different goals for me. Because like I was saying, I was like, look, I I know I'm like in the best team of Switzerland, I'm winning. So it looks really good on stats. But I think the way I'm playing, I know that there is more. And I know that like I have to go to a team where I can have a role where as I said before, like I maybe swing more balls, just like easy as that. Just have a role where I can swing more balls because that's going to allow me to work on different shots, work on different angles as well. And um, for example, as a reference before in my old club, I was... Um, a hitter that got mostly sets were in system, which are a little bit easier to hit. They maybe are the quickest set, but they, if they are executed well, you have one or like one and a half blockers up because it's if setter has three options, it's really hard for the opponent team to, to set up a good double block. So it's a little bit easier to score in that sense. Now, I almost never got like a high ball to so out of system set where like the opponent team has like the time of the world to set up their block. You have either two or even like three people up blocking you. That wasn't something, those balls weren't normally coming to me. It was really rarely. And I knew that like, if I wanted to take the next step, I need to be able to swing out of system. It's just like, I need this in my repertoire and I know I can, but I need to be in a team where I have that, um, I am that player that they go to, you know? So I told my agent, I was like, I know I want to go somewhere, maybe not the highest league of, uh, of Europe. Like Finland isn't a much higher league than, than Switzerland. I would say they're pretty equal. But I was like, it doesn't matter of the level. I just need to go somewhere else and have a different role and be able to be the foreigner somewhere. They just like look that different. You just naturally have more responsibility. It's just how it is. And I'm like, I just have to have that experience. And he was like, no, like you're good enough. Let's put you in a team in Germany and you wake your way, you, you work your way through. Maybe your first year, you're not going to play, but then the second year you are. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome but that's not I don't think that it's gonna make me happy and I think we were on different ends and I like I even believe he might be right like maybe if you look at the longevity of my career maybe that would have been the best step but I just knew that I I'm not gonna be happy from it so I told him I'm like I don't think this is gonna work out because as much as I believe that you have best interest for me they're not what I want right now and I think I don't know if like I don't he wasn't as like he wasn't mad at me or anything like it was but it, it, it is it is not easy, especially because I feel like also for him, like he does have a long of a lot of uh, experience already. So maybe for him, it was like, oh, this girl is stupid. Like, why is she why is she doing this? But for me, I really knew I was like, if I'm going to do this and do what he told me, I don't think I'm going to be happy. And I was like, I, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do something that may be best for my career, but it's not going to make me happy. So I um, had another teammate on my team at that time who had an Asian. She's an American. Um, well, well, Kathleen works for as well, but it's her name is Charlotte. And she's American, but she lives in Europe. And so therefore her base is in Europe. She has some European players, but mostly Americans. And I reached out to her and I just felt like um, she understood her role as an agent much more of like, okay, providing what I want. So, I mean, she wasn't really telling me like, oh, I think this is best for you. She just kind of was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, you go for that. And um, I appreciated that. I was like, okay, cool. Um, that's like, and I mean, I really believe that there are two ways of going this and they have that you can look at the job as agent as like someone that's providing a service for me so they should do what I'm telling them or you can be like oh well they're older mostly more experienced so they can maybe also guide a person but I think at that moment I knew what I wanted and I was really determined on, on, on getting that so I think um, therefore Shella was like a better fit and uh, yeah that's sweet um, <laughs> I just interviewed Charlotte the other day for her kind of oh, like, cool. story and and she kind of had that vibe that you just kind of gave, you know, it's like she, uh, the whole Ask Abroad little group right there, you know, big group really, they're growing. It's mm. like very, you know, like 
community-based, you know, like yeah. she's very, like, very, like, about the athlete, and that's yeah. so rare to really probably hear an agent, you know, yeah. it's like, really. I agree. No, I think what I appreciate about her is, like, she really wants to make sure that our experiences are good, so I think, therefore, sometimes she's, like, um, she won't put us in spots where, where it's risky, now I don't know yet because I do like taking risk but so <laughs> we will see but um no I appreciate that a lot about her I think it's really cool and uh as you said she's really community like that's really important to her and it's something I I appreciate as well um because I think all of us are stronger in in a community I I, I truly believe that especially if you are a volleyball player I think you're so prone and so like you're always used to that like you always have that kind of like team setting and you always are a part of something and um so that they represent that also in their agency it isn't like I mean of course it's one-on-one -on -one the, the where you're going to play next but in general everything else is like not one-on-one -on -one. it's it's a whole meeting I like that I think it's cool and I think um why not you know uh, use other wisdom that other players have gained throughout the years and like be like oh this is maybe something I can try out without like you going through the whole circle of coming to that resolution so yeah I like that I want to be an honorary athlete abroad athlete come on <laughs> <laughs> come on we need someone yeah. I'm sure to find a job for you yeah give me something you know give me a jersey put me in coach put me in. <laughs> I'll be the water boy that's great I'll be the foreigner water boy <laughs> oh great awesome <laughs> um so so you got so you're now in finland right um yeah i played last year in finland i'm going to spain the yeah. last year in finland you know so now you were the foreigner yeah how, how did that how did that go you know from that journey you know to now you're now you kind of have that role that you're looking for mm -hmm. well i like that <laughs> i love that honestly i think um it was a very cool experience I I felt like uh, I was lucky in the team that I was was playing and we have more foreigners than it's like usual I'd say for any Swiss team and also for Finnish team it was more of like um, a lot of foreigners compared to like the Finnish players um, it's hard the Finnish language is super hard to learn so therefore if the Finnish players their English wasn't as good it was really hard for us to communicate with them but that wasn't really the case too much like in a team it was more like a case with like outside of the team um, which was something looking back, I feel like it's maybe something I miss a little bit because I do think if you are always in your team, it's really easy to just always talk about volleyball. And um, that's, I mean, I love volleyball. Don't get me wrong. I can talk about it for days, but after nine months, I just, you know, you want to do something else. So um, I feel like obviously in Switzerland, it was like a lot easier because I had my friends and family there. So I could easily just be like, you know what, tonight I'm just going to go with my friends and just like we joke about anything but volleyball and that just wasn't as easy in Finland because my friends were my teammates like other part of that was really hard to connect no I, I liked it a lot I thought I was really um well treated by the club I love the responsibility in a sense of like knowing that they got me here for a reason I knew that the coach believed in me to be the kind of player I was looking for otherwise he wouldn't have signed me and I think that was really cool, um, a cool feeling. And I liked, well, I always had, I like pressure. I, uh, I love high pressure games. I love the, I love finals. I love, yeah, a cup where it's like one or out. Um, I don't know, I think it's something about it. Or I love fifth set, for example. I love when there is like only 15 points and it's, it's deciding if you're winning or losing the game. I feel like for me, it's always like, these are the moments I, I train for. Because no one's trying, well, at least I don't train to win 25-5. Like, I don't think that's, I think that's boring. So um, I think I definitely look for that pressure as well. And I think it's easier for me to have that pressure put on outside. Like if someone is telling me, oh, well, I need you to be this and this. Because I myself will come up with the pressure for myself anyways, but that's not always the best pressure to have, because I think a lot of people can relate to as well. You're your hardest criticism and you're your, yeah, you're the one who expects the most from you. So if I don't really have, or I don't feel like I have a lot of pressure from outside, I will create that for myself. That's mostly not the best situation to be in. So I appreciated that like there was pressure, but it kind of took away the pressure that I put on, on myself. So yeah, I really liked it. And, right here. And, and how did that feminine season go? 
Like, oh, okay. I'm amazing. <laughs> I, I, in terms of, you know, then you guys win. The yeah, we, we won two gold medals. Yeah, we won two titles for the club. First time ever. Um, it was very dramatic in our, uh, since Finland, there's a best of seven series for the finals, which in Finland, and Switzerland's best of five. And I think that's long enough. But best of seven was like pushing it. And Finland, the distances are huge. So it doesn't look like a huge country on the map. It's so big. Like it's definitely like, look it looks smaller than it actually is and i know i'm very privileged so it's like the longest journeys are like three hours away to like a weight game and there it was like 12 14 hours trip uh it didn't make sense to fly for us because none of those teams were like close to airports so we always in the bus um and the team we're playing in the finals was a team that was like at least not 14 hours away but it was like 12 hours away and we played every other day so we were like playing at home driving playing another game driving overnight back, having a half day of rest, practice, play again. And that for like seven games, because we were, I think we were up 3-1. So um, I also remember Charlotte, because she was like in Swiss, Switzerland, we would have won. She's like, you guys won, right? I'm like, no, 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 it's not done. Like we have to win four games. And then in our, um, in that game, that like the fourth game where we were up 3-1, our uh, first setter got injured. She tore her Achilles. So like a big injury. And we had to play with our second setter and it was like a big adjustment for our team. It's just, she's a different type of player. And um, throughout the playoffs we have, we were more used to the, to the, to our first setter. So it took us a little bit. So we lost three games, no, no two games in a row. Right. Yeah. That was, that was free, free. And then we had the decisive seventh game at home and no one was believing we were going to win. Like I know the commentators were like, Oh, it's going to be a three zero for like the opponent team. Um, another pond team showed up with like a, they had like a huge fan base people coming up like 12 hours away from our from like their place they showed up with like a, a statue or like it was made out of um oh, what is it called cupboard is that a is that a material no i think so okay well, uh, well whatever they just had like a woman like they had their, themselves in like real life statue and they had it like around the feet like around the wobble felt i don't know the, the wobble cord i don't know if it was to intimidate us i don't know i didn't really get it but like it looked like they were super like oh yeah we got this whatever and it, I, I think it was one of the best games i ever ever had it was so much fun it was we knew that this is our chance we knew that we can win it's just um we have really to play together like we can't there is no place for for ego right now like none of it and I think we really struggled with that the two earlier, like two games before, because it was like, well, it was kind of like we had to step up as a team because now we have this other setter. And I think that's really, that always creates that kind of like loop for like ego to show up and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to whatever. And that's just almost never going to work out. So I think we really had to come back and be like, okay, we are just greatest if we play for each other. So we have to, we have to, like, there is just no way for any one of us to have like a, a one man show right now. Um, and it was, I mean, I don't know. I, I loved it so much. It was incredible. Um, we won in four sets and we dominated it. I'm sorry. Like it was like, uh, just sales and commentators were like, oh, well, they're going to be, they're going to losing, they're going to be losing three zero. Um, no, we won. And, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was really cool. That pressure, right? Yeah, exactly. What I'm talking about, like, I didn't know. I, I just love it. It's, it's those moments where I just. Yeah, I really think it's also something, I don't know if a lot of athletes can relate to that, but it's something that helped me a lot with that pressure that I put on myself. I get super self-focused as well, right? Like I think about until something, I think about my mistakes or like my stats are in my head. Like it's so hard to not think about my stats and I know them. I know how many points I have. I know how many mistakes I made and I'm always, always, I'm almost always correct. Like if I look afterwards at the stats board, it's like, yeah. But um, that's because like I allow like my brain to be very consumed with me. And if there if we have this high pressure moment, I know that I need to look out for my teammates. I know that there are certain things that I don't like. It's not about me making a mistake or me scoring. It's about me providing that someone else can have an opportunity. And um, I think that's why I love high pressure moments so much, because it allows me to not think about me. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds maybe it sounds super selfish that like otherwise I think about myself so much but I think if I don't have that pressure it just a lot I'm more thinking about like oh now I want to work on this swing and I want to try out this and whatever which I think are not bad things to think about but that create that pressure on me or like I put that pressure on me and then if I have a high pressure moment 
I don't really care about my performance so much. I just want to win. And I just want to help the team getting to that point. So I am much more consumed by the thoughts of like, okay, what does my team need right now in order to make the next point? And um, yeah. Is it almost that like when the pressure you, you think less, you kind of play more freely? Um, a little bit. I think it's, I think the pressure of like high, high pressures moments yeah. allow me to play more freely. I don't really know why, but it just, I, yeah, I do think so. But I think it's because like my mind is not, is not focused with, with my performance. It's, it's, it's really not, it's going on with like, yeah. The game. It's, yeah. Wow. yeah, the game and like, yeah. And much more like what, yeah, what does a person next to me wear now? Like, it could be really small things. Like, maybe I just need to remind them, like, hey, you know, like, um, this person's up. Like, be sure that you follow her, whatever it is. But, like, I'm way more focused on, like, yeah, what, what can a person next to me need from me? And I think on a, in a game where I know, well, it's very unlikely that we're going to lose, I don't really feel like I need to help someone else. I'm just like, yeah, they got it. I mean, sure. So it allows me to have that focus on me. And, like, yeah. That's mo- sometimes not, mostly not the best thing to that can happen for me at least. And then I get it's interesting though. I want to like find your highlights now and like and like watch your game. And, yeah, and, sure. And, and, My and, highlights are on YouTube. Yeah. Should be up there somewhere. Yeah, I want, I want to watch it. Like I see a switch, you know. It, you, know uh-huh. you know, she's thinking about it or whether the pressure is on and mm. it's a different mm-hmm. game. But I guess the question for you then, like I, I, I love always asking, right? So if we talk about when, when you first started so you know like like the 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 very you know youth julie right yeah and and what would you tell to her you know about this journey you know about you're, you're going to go to finland you're going to go to spain next year like what would you tell her about the journey ahead um well i would tell her that the that the journey is maybe a lot harder than she thinks it's going to be and it's going to put you in moments where you're going to doubt yourself heavily and you're going to doubt the journey. Um, and it probably you are facing some of your biggest fears, but it's, it's very rewarding and you're going to meet incredible people. Like really, I think I met so many amazing human beings on my, on my journey. Um, and it got, it's going to transform you in a different person but it's gonna I feel like it, it transforms you for the better um so I would tell young Julie to just keep believing that you are good the way you are as a person like you don't need to change as a person never let someone tell you that you're great the way you are but um be persistent and um keep believing in it because it's it's you know it's it's gonna work out and uh, I think I want to take that kind of like with me for the future as well. Like, I hope when I'm 30, I will say the same things to my now 23 year old self that I still believe that they're going to be, you know, I'm going to change challenges and they probably are harder than I now can imagine. It's just, that's how life goes. But I do believe that I, um, I'm ready for it in a sense of like, or I will be ready for it, whatever it will come. I know that I have the tools to, to overcome it and just be, be persistent and be, yeah, humble enough to take on the challenge. Like, you know, don't think that you're too good for it or whatever, uh, you're not. So, yeah. That was good. Thank you. So, so then, so we talked to you know you two about the journey ahead. Now, what about those kids back home in Switzerland? What what would you say to them? I mean, I, I don't know. Like you can say it in German, you can say it in English, whatever, however you want to say it. You know. Okay, I love that. Well, I'm gonna say it in English though, just because yeah. now I'm in the English flow. Um, no, I want them to to dream big, um, and not be afraid of like that dream might be too big. It's okay to. On the while you're on the journey to realize that maybe that big that dream that you once had maybe isn't even your dream anymore but just have the courage to dream big when you're early and like take on that journey because it's going to lead you to so many cool places and things and you won't see it if you play it safe it's just it's I think it's just how it is like you won't see certain things experience certain moments if you play it safe and it's scary and um, I'm, I'm sure 
every one of us is, is challenging or is, is challenged. Like I don't think any athlete journey, even the most the greatest ones that you think, oh, wow, if I just had that, like they're, they're also challenged and they also have bumpy roads, but just have the courage to dream big because it's so much better to, to uh, um, adapt maybe a dream or be okay with maybe not exactly reaching that dream than to never have the courage to, to take it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want them to that, do that. Yeah. You're thinking from fire right now this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now you're up. <laughs> I'm really up, right? I'm up to go, I don't know. Chop down a tree or something. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's no trees out here in Phoenix. Oh, okay. okay. I'll, right. I'll go to jail for that out here. <laughs> but so I guess, here's a question for you. So I guess, you know, so what's next for you? You know, as you know, you're taking this next stage in your journey. What's mm-hmm. what's next for Julie? Yeah, um, a very exciting step. I'm going to Spain. Um, I'm going to play for Tenerife. So I think for the first time ever, I also made a choice of like that I want to play at that place. It, I mean, I want to play. It's an island for yeah. It's an island. It's um, a little south than Spain. So like it's a little sunnier. It's gonna be sunny all year round my boyfriend's going to come live with me. So I definitely also made cha- like choices in that direction of knowing that um, that's going to make me happy. Um, hopefully. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> risotto. Risotto ready. <laughs> exactly. I got a stack on the risotto. Yeah, but um, we're going to play Champions League with this team. So I'm really excited to, uh, to experience that. I want to win championship again. I, w- I want to get more gold medals. I hopefully want to connect more to that culture because it's going to be a little bit easier, I think, for me to learn the language um, since I speak some French. Um, yeah, it's, I started a little bit and it seems to be a lot easier flowing than like the finish was, was a mess. But I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to like hopefully get in touch with some Spanish culture and learn, learn from that as well. Yeah, that's next for me. All right. So once you win the championship, can I get an autograph? Oh, sure. What? All right. Sure, I got you. Yeah. All right. It's on camera. It's recorded. So okay. Living proof. Wait, what do I promise? Just, just a, a um, signature, an autograph, or a oh. jersey as well? Say that again. Uh, just an autograph, like a signature. You want? Uh, like, a, like an autograph jersey. Like I want like the oh, jersey. Okay, the I full. Want, I want to frame. Right. I want to frame it up and be like. Oh, okay. Well, like, I have to maybe like fight with my mom. She normally wants my jersey, but let's okay. see. Okay, all right. I don't. No, fight. don't worry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we will see. We will see. She has enough of them already. So <laughs> I will see. Sounds good. And then last question for you, Judy. But I let you go. Where are you at social media wise? Websites you kind of mention right now? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Julie Langweiler, just by full name. That's it. I think that's easiest for people to find me. Yeah. Well, Julie, it's been a pleasure. It's been great learning your story and just. You know, how you came from 16 year old pro to you know really like living li- living your dream to the fullest so mm-hmm. look forward to seeing what you do next season thank you so much thank you so much for having me yo thanks for listening to this episode of the nine point started with a dream podcast if you enjoyed this episode please comment share leave a review we would love to hear your thoughts You can find more athlete-driven content at nonpoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.